When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, well, my name is Darren Gallagher, as most people in this country will know. Um, I'm born and bred on the Fens, uh, which is probably one of the greatest hunting areas in the UK, uh, known for being some of the hardest areas to uh, to capture prey, uh, just simply because of the vast space. You know, everything's in the mm-hmm. every, everything is in Quarry's favour. Um, I grew up down what they call Charrington Marsh. And we didn't really know we was hunting. You know, we just, uh, as kids, we'd finish school, we'd all meet up, we'd have our dogs with us, we'd wander across the fields, and the dogs would catch things. And that's just how it all started, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really, we didn't realise we were hunting or anything else. It was just what the kids in this area did. And what kind of dogs did you have back then? Uh, well, uh, nearly every one of us had lurchers. You know, uh, yeah. um, and just, uh, I mean, most areas in the country, uh, farms and all that would have border collies and what have you. Around here, it was, it was always running dogs because uh, it was a massive population of hares. Still is around here. It doesn't matter what the news or the or the media tells you around here. I mean, last night, uh, for instance, my, uh, me and uh, my friend John Slater must have seen 30, 40 hares while we were just exercising the dogs. Media will have you believe the hares are dying and they're in decline because, of course, you might have absolute rubbish. Uh, right from I'm 50 years old last week, mm-hmm. right from being five or six years old, mum has photographs of me with running dogs from that age. We was always out chasing hares, and there's more hares now than I've ever known. So, the media is absolute rubbish. The media is just telling you that because they want people to try and stop and they want Joe Public to report you for hunting. Uh, they create the impression that. Every bit of hunting is illegal when in the UK it's not. You know, there's certain situations when you can hunt, certain prey you can hunt, but the media will have you believe you can hunt nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, I enjoy more seeing a dog entered properly, reared properly. Don't don't slip the dogs at everything. Now, for me, is get the job done as easily and as least risky as possible. Mm-hmm. 30 years ago, I'd want to see the fight. Mm-hmm. Now I want to see it done as clean and as quickly as possible. To right. me, that's sporting. Yeah. You know, uh, and like uh, a little while ago, uh, we, we got slated on Facebook. You know, Facebook is the world of self-made heroes, especially in the <laughs> launch. Yeah, the people breeding dogs for seven or eight years. You know, uh, doing dogs and all that. They know nothing, but because they're very good with cameras and very good with words, they they're made heroes on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been there, we've walked it. I've been walking them, the, walking that plowed field since I could walk. Mm. You know, I now enjoy watching a dog doing, the dog doesn't have to catch, I enjoy watching a dog and the prey doing the best. If it mm-hmm. gets away, it's deserved to get away. Because uh, there's no wolves no more, there's no natural selection. So there's nothing to control the quarry. So inferior is breeding to inferior. The likes of us with the dogs, Mm-hmm. You know, if they catch the inferior, that's not in the breeding stock no more. So it's the better quality stock breeding to produce a better deer, a better hare, 
a better fox. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. No, one, but we only normally we run one, sometimes two dogs. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't run a pack. Uh, all right, the the um, fox hunters do. Yeah, but we run one dog, one hare. Mm-hmm. That's a true test. It's a test of wits, stamina, and guile, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, best wins. Absolutely. You know, um, I don't go. I like filling the freezer. I also like going out doing it sporting, you know, and if it gets away, it's deserved to get away. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk, talk about your, uh, your, your specific program and, and the breed that, um, you, well, you're... there's, there's, there's several people working on the recreation of the Alaunts, uh, right back in 2000, Brian Plummer, who started the recreation, he contacted me, but we'd had a fallout a couple of years before. He contacted me asking if he could use my dog Brutal in the recreation program. Brian Plummer, in this country, people love him or hate him. Uh, Brian Plummer was the man that started the recreation, and he was always very clever at putting things down on paper and how it should go. And nearly, he nearly was always right. Doesn't matter what people say, you know. Nine times out of ten, he had it right. Uh, he contacted me in 2000, asked if he could use a dog of mine, Brutal. Brutal was a pit bull cross um, English bull mastiff. Uh, we'd had a fallout over money, as most men fall out over, money or women. Uh, we'd had the fallout over money, so I said no, we was already doing our own thing. Um, the dog Brutal that you wanted to use, we did cross with a, a three-quarter grey and quarter bull. Uh, got 11 puppies, and unfortunately all pups grew up to be man-biters or dog-reactive. So all bar one were put down in the end. You know, just mm. too strong. And I stepped away for a while, uh, got back involved. But I'm more interested that uh, uh, the Alans brought three types over. And I'm only interested in the Alaunt Gentil, i.e. the running Mastiff that can catch and perform in the field. I'm not interested in the big flash dogs or you know anything else like that. I want to fill the freezer or want to be in with a chance to fill the freezer with a dog. Um, there's other people out there breeding the Boucheret type. You know, I'm only interested in the Alaunt type. Glenn Jones breeds probably the uh, uh, most impressive looking Alaunts in the country. Um, his type are fantastic. Bred more for man stopping. Can probably catch a bit, but mine are bred just for catching. Uh, there's the lot in Scotland doing what they're doing. They're just, they just look like heavy types doing what they do. You know, they look nice. I'm only interested in what a dog can do in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I breed. I breed worker to worker. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm interested in. Uh, the, you know, the Alaunt Gentile, the body of a greyhound, the head of a bulldog. That's what the description said, you know, when the Alans brought them over. Um, I, think it was, I think it was 370 AD when the, the Alaunt started, or the Alano types, Alaunts, you know, as they go on, started moving into Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all I want. I want a dog, but the old description, body of a greyhound, head of a bulldog, can go out in the field and catch the bigger prey. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try and do. Saying that, they still catch the small prey as well. Right. But for me, I just breed worker to worker. I can breed impressive to impressive looking. Uh, that's, that's not for me. I don't want man stoppers. Although you try and tell that to my dogs, you know, getting close to 100 pound can run at 35 mile an hour. They'll stop anybody. 
if a 50 pound Mali can stop somebody. A hundred pound one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but that's not what I'm interested in. All I'm interested in is field craft with my dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not so others, others breed impressive looking dogs and they're, they're great at what they do, you know, man work and everything else. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in the launch genteel type. You know, I want to go out in that field and now I've got a dog that's given a chance of providing for the family. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the breeds that you've used to? Uh, well, to there's help uh, several people uh, have put lots of breeds in. Brian's theory originally was uh, Pitbull, Greyhound, English Bull, Mastiff. Uh, along the lines, the likes of Billy Mosscrop brought a tiny little bit of Johnson's Bulldog in, uh, which probably worked. Um, at some point, there was a bitch called Scarlet, which I believe had uh, a little bit of a Great Dane in. Why would anybody want to put Dane in? I don't know. Uh, but Scarlet produced Lynx, and Lynx produced uh, lots of functional dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think Lynx should have been used a little bit more than what he was. Not my dog, so I can't say. Um, Scarlet was a one-off litter. She was bought in season and done whatever. But, you know, Lynx, I think, uh, Lynx was the cornerstone of the resurgence. Uh, Lynx mated to a bitch called Brody, uh, both of which has nothing to do with me. But Lynx mated to a bitch called Brody, I think, is where the type, genteel type, moved on mm-hmm. forward from. They then pair with a the cornerstone. You know, mm-hmm. moved on from them. And I was lucky enough to get Boo from that litter, although he was one of the last ones left, one of the rejects, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, with any type of working dog, you know, you can have the world's best worker, but if you don't work it, you don't know you've got it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get what you put into them. But uh, from Lynx and Brody, I think that was uh, the what created the reinterest in the type. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and that was a little done by uh, Glenn Jones, and I don't think he actually realised what he did at the time. What what a fantastic litter produced, because he went on other ways trying to create bigger dogs. But from then onwards, uh, most of my dogs, uh, well, most most of my dogs are fifty percent from that mating. Okay. okay. Uh, and I think that was probably one of the best matings in recent years in this breed. And like I said, and that was nothing to do with me. Uh, right. But from then onwards, uh, Boo, which was from that mating, crossed with my bitch Meg, uh, which was from the original lines. Uh, what they've produced in the field is phenomenal. They're as good as any lurcher in this country, as good as any bull cross in this country. You know, they're doing the do, and they're doing it mm-hmm. day in, day out. You know, and uh, I think more and more people are now showing interest in them. You know, and. Uh, in fact, we've got um, three puppies in the next four months coming across the U.S., all through to Pennsylvania. There's already two dogs in the U.S. from us, um, all going to work coyote. Wow. You know, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Pennsylvania and Virginia seem to be the hot spots where they want to bring them into. So, but yeah, so it, it, it's looking good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but people are coming to us because they know we're not taking hundreds of photographs of the dogs posing or jumping fences. You know, the odd photos we put up that the dogs are actually working in the field, and people want to mm-hmm. try. And, I think we've. Um, I mean, we're coming across Uncle Earl's. Uh, we're going to miss not this year because it's in March. You know, the the uh, hog trials. Uh, so coming next year, but I think people are realising with the Alaunt Genteel, 
you've 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 got the bayer and the catch dog you know you've got the dog that's fast enough to get them and it, it will also take them mm-hmm. so you've got two in one right you know, uh, which is where i think some of your uh, fellow countrymen are starting to show interest right what kind of breeds are you looking at now to to perfect your your program uh, no more uh i am uh, uh i'm importing uh uh, uh villano which is the uh, uh original spanish launch you know uh the villano was uh, rescued from uh, just from a few dogs in the 60s uh the majority of the villanos are worked but they are basically the dogs from the launch took into into western europe um uh, i've got um one i've been offered two dogs come over from there because what's happening in this country is people are putting in pedigree molosses that are are full of health problems the gene pool is small i don't have enough space to recreate what's going on so i might as well bring in dogs that are killing wolves and uh, wild boar in spain and portugal that are almost identical breeds albeit 100 years apart look identical work identically so I'm bringing in working blood instead of instead of recreated working mm-hmm. blood. Mm-hmm. The Alonso uh, doing other jobs besides hunting, maybe some. Uh, Look at some of my YouTube videos. Work. Look at some of my YouTube videos. Uh, a dog I bred has already got his tracking certificate. You know, doing man work and everything else. Already doing that. The in places pets as well. Uh, look, so we've got a couple gone into security homes and competition homes. They will show their true worth shortly. You know, right. like say, um, we've got the only alone in the country has got his uh, tracking certificate that I bred. Uh, okay. On the um, uh, they used to call it Shuntsand. I forget what they call it now, but it was the Shuntsand trials. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, Bolt is working his way through. You know, uh, he'll get there in the end. Um, but the majority of my dogs go for field work. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. Couple have gone to pet homes. Couple have gone to wrong homes as well. You know, you try and you you try and make sure they go to the right homes, but you can't always get it right. Mhm. You know, no, no, you can't. No, but like I say, there's a couple in there in security homes that are also competition homes. Uh, watch this space. The videos will be going up. Mhm. But yes, I I uh, bred the first alone to get the tracking certificate. So yeah. that belongs to a man called Harry Foster. Mhm. Can you talk a little bit about, um, slightly more in depth, about the history of the Lance and, and Well, and this is a recreation. The Alaunt was never a breed, it was a type. Uh, right. Mainly three types, the Gentile, the Venturi, and the Boucheret. Boucheret being the butcher's dog. The first two were basically um, Mastiff types. The Gentile, like I said before, the body of a greyhound, head of the Mastiff. That's mm-hmm. how it's um nobody quite knows what happened or where they went wrong they were brought over by the uh, lanis and the alans you know um and uh they were expected to protect um in them days protect meant kill really i suppose uh nobody really knows for sure nobody history. really knows what history is you know right. um but on the whole they were a protective hunting type dog you know you, you didn't have a dog for fashion in them days. You had a dog, you know, if he was going to feed a dog, it had to help you in some point or other. But the genteel was the, um, oh, how did they describe it? I'm trying to remember how they, how they worded it. Um, 
oh, I can't can't remember how they described. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was the dog. You know, protect and provide, i.e., deer and boar. Mm-hmm. You know, the boucherai was more protection, as was as, as was the vanchera. You know, uh, in uh, the boucherai was known here as the butcher's dog, which is the you know the original bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the bull breeds did originally come from the Alan tribes. They uh, brought the Alan tribes, who brought the the, the alaunts with them, and uh, the alaunts were used on Adrian's wall to protect, you know, to stop the, you know, just protect us. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and from then, all the, all the bull breeds, you know, and the bulldogs in this country came. And people say, you know, that. that uh, the bulldog came from Great Britain, but me personally, I think it came from the tribes of the Alans. You know, I mean, if if the Romans brought them over to guard the walls and what have you, and help with the raids mm-hmm. through Europe, you know, and then they've left some of the dogs here, how can we say we created the bulldog? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so the Alans the guarded Adrian's wall, and they brought the dogs with them, and from those dogs came... English Mastiffs and Bulldogs. Is there uh, any uh, kennel clubs that are um, uh, registering uh, these recreations? No, uh, at the moment, it's too much of a type rather than a breed. I'm mm-hmm. not too sure if people want them to be registered, although people said that about the Jack Russell. Now you have the Parson Russell registered worldwide, don't you? Um, yeah. But the problem is that, uh, there's, uh, there's too, too many of us involved uh too many of us disagree you know including myself <laughs> in that disagree in what way they should go the problem is with there's meant to be three types you know uh but not enough gene pool so who knows like i said i'm only interested in what i interpret as the genteel type which is the you know the the, the hunting type you know others do what they want to do um so i don't think it would ever get recognized by any kennel club um like I say, it's a type at the moment, you know, once they're breeding true, although they are a lot of them breeding true, you know, it could be classed as a breed. Um, but uh, there's, t- there's still too much ambiguity as to what's required for it ever to be mm. recognised. Right, absolutely. Can you kind of talk about, like, uh, how they perform in the field compared to, you know, say, um, like a doggo or, or some- uh, well, I, I, I can't compare to Dogo because I've only ever seen one, and you can't compare if you've only ever seen one work. Um, uh, recently, Mark Montague asked me what I rated of uh, Catahoulas. Uh, Mark Montague is a leading source of Catahoulas in this country, um, mm-hmm. and he will tell you as well as today. I can't say. How can I say? I've only ever, I've only ever seen two Catahoulas in the flesh, and I've not seen them work. But there's in this day and age, once again, through Facebook, there's too many people got an opinion of nothing they know, of something they know nothing about. So I don't know. However, what I will say about allowances, I've been around hunting dogs all my life, is they are, the males are very, very slow to grow up and mature. The bitches are very, very quick. Um, they're not, the ones I've been involved with, I'm not saying they're all like that, yeah? ones I've been involved with, they need a hell of a lot of mental stimulation and physical stimulation. I wouldn't call them a fantastic house pet unless you've got a, an active walker or something. You know, somebody that wants a dog and throw it out in the garden and go for a crap in the garden, that's not the dog for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for us work-wise, um, you've got to give them time to grow. There's too many people, because they look impressive when they're fit, 
you've seen photos, you've, I know you've seen pictures of lots of them, Sean, not just mine and others, yeah? When they're fit, they look impressive. But a lot of the people are getting them fit too early. They have to remember there's a lot of mastiff blood in there. Let them grow, let the joints mature, let the lungs mature. Uh, like I say, the males are very slow in starting, but I find them the better hunters when they get there. They take a couple of years where you'll be hunting full on with a bitch at a year old. It'll probably take you two years for a male to be mm-hmm. half decent. Um, but they've got a fantastic brain. They've got fantastic stamina. They're fit. They've got fantastic recovery. And recovery is the biggest thing. If they've just spent, if they've just run a mile and a half and missed it and they come back, you need them to be recovering quickly so they can go again if you see something else. Um, also, um, with mine, I don't know with others, I can only speak of mine, mine heal very quickly. One day they'll look like they're smashed to bits if they've been in a tussle with something with teeth and a fortnight later you would never know they've been near anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this day and age, no matter where you are in the world, a dog that recovers quickly and doesn't look like it's been involved in a brawl is a is a, a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but um, I don't know if you look at the pictures, you'll see photographs if you go on my wall of some of my dogs pulling down all sorts of quarry and then them same dogs are washing the cats clean and looking after chicks you know when the hens bring the chicks home you know they're they're intelligent enough to know the difference between like my uh my lot will catch hares and rabbits and what have you uh we my wife sorry not we my wife breeds continental giant rabbits now when they're all out in the lawn the dogs will all walk past them they know those rabbits aren't for playing with it's mm-hmm. going to be out in the field how they suss it out i don't know yeah. yeah well that's how it is same as they'll walk through the chickens but they'll do the best to catch a pheasant right you know i've given the dude they're one of the most intelligent hunting breeds out there i will mm-hmm. say that they might not be the fastest they might not have the most stamina but as an all-round dog mm-hmm. they're close to being it they really are when do you really start to uh, uh, start to exercise them and train, say, like a male that you say that? Oh, well, male, uh, my male bomber, um, hmm. we've just started him this week. He's 15 months old. Okay. Uh, I would have probably started him earlier, but because he's so big and heavy and strong, I've left him a little bit longer. Just like I said, for all them joints to grow, his lungs to grow before I start putting in into serious road work because we're not talking about two or three miles you know we're talking about serious conditioning to get them fit they have to be really fit mm-hmm. to form you know they are a heavy dog um but the likes of a bitch it might be 20 30 pound lighter i may have started two or three months younger mm-hmm. but you can't say what age every dog's different you have mm-hmm. to watch the dog you know uh it's like if you saw me when i was a young boy sean yeah I was a skinny little whippet. So now I've got shoulders nearly four foot wide. <laughs> you know, uh, every person's different. Every person grows differently, and it's the same with the dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, there is not, there's not a checklist. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to. A dog man will realise when that dog's ready to start getting ready. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you talked a little bit about um. A, a, a non-active pet home what would be an ideal uh living situation could they live with 
um, smaller dogs um, and uh, sick or cats. Hey, we've got uh, we have Bengal cats here, yeah? and my wife has three chihuahuas. Okay, and they're uh, fine. Yeah, we've got the chickens. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the likes of Boo, he puts up with lots of hassle. And I'm going to say this now before when this video gets shown before people moan. Yes, Boo has killed three dogs. Started the row. And one of those dogs he killed was the best hunting dog I ever owned. You know, but uh, the allowance don't start it, but they will finish it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, unfortunately, but they don't start it. Like I say, uh, three chihuahuas. Uh, all our launch step out of the way, child. The child's horrible, ignorant little Spanish shits, isn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they are what they are. They're noisy and yakky and all that, and they they think they're built like Hulk Hogan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do what they do, you know, and and we all laugh at them because of it. Um, yeah. But I've, I'm pretty sure the launch laugh at them as well and think, oh, we'll biscuit out of the way. It's easier rather than have a ray with a little gobby Spanish shite. Yeah. <laughs> um, job done. You know, um, but. Going back to the pet home thing, um, on the whole, I don't think no pet home. Yes, some of mine have gone to pet homes, but they've been active pet homes. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's a chap called Mitchell that we all fell for. He's going to do this, going to do that. He's failed miserably with them. Uh, another woman that I uh, let have puppies. Um, I, I, you know, you, you can only go on what you go. I fell for it, and she ended up with an alaunt that was just an adult alaunt bitch that not socialized not trained or nothing uh we re-owned it and it's a nightmare you know if um i i think basically you have to say no not a not a pet home mm -hmm. not 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 the genteel type anyway i don't know what the heavier types are like i can't say what they're like in pet homes but this lot i think no pet home we've made the mistakes learn from it right that's being brutally honest, you know. I don't think stuff coming from me makes a pet. Oh, unless there's somebody's really gonna take me twice a day for an hour a day. Yeah. Play with them, you know. Brain. Interact with them. Yeah. Um, if you want a Labrador to lay in front of the half fire all night, not these. Yeah. Oh. Right. And like you said about the pitbulls, I grew up around it all, and that's how I got interested as well. I always remember being little, uh, all the family had working dogs as such, yeah. And uh, um, one day I got home, I kept asking for a dog. I'd come home one day from school, wasn't very old, and there's this dog. I looked here, yeah, I thought, well, what's that? And then mum goes, here, we got your dog. And it was a, a, a pure white English setter from a show kennels that was no good because it was pure white. I called him George, and he ended up being one of the best rabbit catchers I've ever owned to this day. And that okay. was my that, that was my entrance, you know. And uh, back then, I didn't care what it was. I'd take, you know, I, I used to go and borrow dogs off the neighbours. Can I take your Jack Russell and take it hunting and things like that? Yeah, go ahead. As far as they're concerned, dog got bought. Nowadays, in this day and age, if, you, if a kid was knocking on the door and said, can I borrow your dog and take it hunting? They'd probably be ringing social services, wouldn't they? say, the parents are cruel because the kids want to kill something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But back then, it was, you know, and but back then, weren't we all encouraged to, be more um, interactive with your neighbours. Be more interactive with that. You know, people didn't. If if your child was to walk across the street now, just from what media has done towards a dog, say a pit bull, mm -hmm. you'd 
wouldn't you? So don't go down, don't touch, don't touch, don't, you know, unless you ask. But back in them days, didn't we all just want to cross the road and cuddle the dog? Yeah. Come here. Come on, get up. Come on. This is the old fella. Oh. Oh, Wait there one second, yeah? Yeah. One second. I'll be back one second. Just okay. Wait. All right. Stay there. Stay there. Good boy, boo. Yes, it's your granddaughter. Get out of the way, boo. Move. <laughs> the next generation, Sean. Oh, wow, look at that. Hey, grandfather and granddaughter, look. Oh, wow. That, that is beautiful. That, hey? That's beautiful. One week old today. One week, yeah. Yeah. That is beautiful, awesome. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Hey, boo, give granddaughter a kiss. <laughs> it's fantastic, isn't it? It is. It's beautiful. He's a good boy as well with all babies. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, the parrot just said hello. Did you hear that then? Yeah, yeah. 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 I know, I've said that. Take, take her away, put her away. Okay. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah.